0: Hello everyone, it's Franco here. So before this episode starts, I just wanted to recommend to all of those listening to this podcast episode right now to consider switching over and watching this episode on our YouTube or on our website. So I say this because watching today's interview makes it just that much more powerful and inspiring. So with that being said, enjoy this incredible episode of A Little Something Extra.
1: episode of a little something extra with me Nancy Gianni and my daughter the Gigi and Franco
0: oh and your son the Franco
1: the Franco and this the Gigi Gigi. too late all right you are only Franco just remember that (laughs) and ironically this episode is about (laughs) siblings the good the bad and the ugly yes it is (laughs) and
0: favorite children which I'm
1: clearly not I am and she knows it Everybody knows that she's the favorite. So that's why I'm excited to talk about siblings. Because when I heard about these two siblings, um, that happened. Ironically, they're they're not siblings who got married. They are these two individuals (laughs) who got married, and both happened to have siblings with Down syndrome. And they didn't know that until after they met, and they both had their big brother's had Down syndrome, which I just think is so awesome. And it's really helped shape them and to the people they are today, to the couple they are today, to the philanthropists they are today, and to the huge success that they are today. So (laughs) I'm really excited about that. Um, Hopefully they they didn't bicker with their siblings the way that this little group does. Oh, you know that they did. I know that they did.
0: I think the reason that I am the person that I am today is because of the little lady sitting over there and the little lady sitting down there (laughs) and the little lady sitting at work right now because I think just all of your siblings just – shape you in the way that you are especially your siblings your sibling with Down syndrome or any type of disability I mean you just have to be that much more there for them and you take on you take on that responsibility which then translates into the rest of your life and that empathy that you then also have for them and then just that understanding of just differences and things like that and that's just in my opinion, the absolute best part about having siblings and also siblings with a disability is the fact that you are just going to be that much more receptive to the things that people might not notice if they don't have that in their lives. And I I think Mm -hmm. it also translates, obviously, to parents and things like that and, and all sorts of people in your family. But, yeah, it's definitely... a. Quite the blessing to have, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, and we're going to hear a lot more about that from our guests today, which I will give yeah. their names in a minute. Um,
0: and G- it'll be cool, too. I'm sorry to cut you off, G. Yeah. And It'll be cool the fact that we're talking to some older siblings. I mean, they're siblings that have literally gone through all of it. I mean, unfortunately, their siblings are no longer with them. That You'll hear more about that. But, yeah, it's a sibling perspective that comes from someone that are full adults that have gone through all the incredible parts of life that have – also shape them in their careers and hearing about really what it's like long-term to be a
1: sibling of uh, of Down syndrome. Yeah, and that the gift just keeps on giving. And that's what I love when we talk about siblings. It is that, not even about siblings, just families, communities, is it's that ripple effect that 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 acceptance and that love they keep giving it on and on all that love and that they received they keep giving it on so I'm really really excited about that and all right let's get to our Generation G moment Franco G it is Down Syndrome Awareness Month or as we like to call over here Down Syndrome
0: Acceptance Month and that means that it's time for all of us to be a part of Generation G right girls yes yes so at Gigi's Playhouse, we're providing everyone with the opportunity to join well, the, gen, the Generation G community if you haven't yet. Um, there are tons of ways that you can actually be able to give back through this campaign that we are doing with this Generation G and being a part of the community. Um, so to get started, visit IAcceptYou.org and on there, you'll be able to take the pledge to join Generation G and to be Generation G. It's simple, all you have to do is click on the tab to hit join and then to put into your information and then you'll be... Imp- you'll be input into the Generation G community. And what does that mean? Um, Basically, it's you are taking the pledge to be generous, kind, and accepting every single day to all people. So after you do that and you take that pledge, the first thing that you need to do is live every day Generation G. But then after, there's ways that you can also be able to give back and spread the word of this amazing campaign. So you can spread the word by seeing all the different ways that are on the website when you go there after taking the pledge. So there'll be tons of ways you could do it, whether it's different sample social media posts that you could do. There'll be yeah. Generation G Rocks that you could do that you place them all over the community and basically just give a re- people just kind of an understanding of what it is. Um, then there's also just different ways that you could bring it to your community, whether you want your organization to be take the Generation G pledge and become Gen G certified. Or if you want to take it to your school or your community organization. Tons of different ways that you could do it. So make sure you go to IAcceptYou.org and take that Generation G mm-hmm. pledge because it's something
1: special, and we want everyone in this world to be generous, kind, and accepting. Talk about Gen G. Uh, our whole Gigi's community is Gen G. We are 99% volunteer-run, and we give everything away for free. So I'd have to say that we are generous, <laughs> we are accepting, and, and we, we are kind. kind. Right? Yeah. All, All right. Say that again. I accept you.org. And what I love about that is it doesn't only give you the tools. Mm-hmm. So say, well, I don't really know what I could do in my community or with my friends or what else I... it gives you every idea in the world. It gives you tools. It gives you templates for your business, for corporate America. Get on there and get Gen G certified. Mm-hmm. Get Gen G certified for your for the culture of your business and for your customers to see that you're Gen G certified. Let them know that you are generous, you are kind, and you are accepting mm-hmm. of all you will get the certification if you take the Genji pledge and if your company joins Genji. So, anyways, let's get on with the podcast because I'm very excited with our two guests that are coming up. And
0: speaking of G organizations, I think Mike, the person oh. that we're going to be interviewing, is running quite the G organization right now when it comes to what he's doing. Oh. So you want to tell our viewers a little bit about Mike? Yeah, and, and talk it?
1: about channeling their little something extra and changing the world while doing so. Mike Musalam is the chairman and CEO of Edwards Life Sciences, a global leader in patient-focused medical innovations. We are also joined by his awesome, awesome, awesome wife, Linda, who has helped him in creating a culture built around giving back not only at Edwards, but in their Orange County community, and actually, essentially, in the world. I mean, they they are doing everything and trying to spread so many messages of acceptance and good health. And love. Yep. So yeah, this allows them to be leaders both in the medical and in the philanthropy worlds. I'm so excited. They they really are living their best best lives. And it started and they equate it to being siblings. Individuals with Down syndrome. So, what a way to kick off Down syndrome Awareness Month! To kick off how awesome it is to be siblings, we are so excited to introduce Mike and Linda Musalam. Welcome to the show, you guys!
2: Thank you. It's our pleasure to be here.
1: We are so excited to have you in this segment. This is. You know it's down syndrome awareness month down syndrome mm-hmm. acceptance month and we really wanted to do a focus on special siblings and when i heard you guys and heard your story i just i felt like we needed to have you on the show and i really want to get into where you are today and what mm-hmm. you're doing today because you do such amazing things but first i want to talk a little bit about your brothers i want to talk about their life, your life with them. Can you guys tell us a little bit about, first of all, I should let you guys talk about yourself, shouldn't we? (laughs) First, let's hear about you guys a little bit, and then let's hear about your brothers.
3: First of all, I wanna say thank you for offering this opportunity to us because over the weekend and last few days, we had the opportunity in preparing for this to relive some history and uh, really experienced some beautiful moments all over again great Um, laughs mm -hmm. and great grins Mm -hmm. so thanks that's
1: awesome.
2: So uh, Linda and I have been married since 1976 that's a long time that's even before you Gigi. And uh, yeah it was a special coincidence uh, that we both found out that we had older brothers. With Down syndrome, and and I'm sure that provided some extra glue, but we met shortly after uh, we graduated from college, and uh, today, actually, uh, trying to do things that are meaningful for the Down syndrome community is something that's the core of our philanthropy. And so, we've been, uh, we've had an enormously positive and successful life. We live in Southern California now. We were both raised more in the Midwest and near the Chicago area. Uh, but uh, we're, we're Californians now, and uh, we still have a big family uh, that is very supportive of all the things we do as well.
1: That's so awesome. And, and that sibling piece is such a huge piece, you know, especially for when I think about our families. You know, we've got families all across the world. And, and you know, the very first, when they come to us, one of the biggest fears that they have, a lot of them come to us with a prenatal diagnosis or right when the baby is born. And their biggest fear, and it was also my biggest fear, was for, you know, the family dynamic. What was, how was it gonna affect my other kids? And what was their life gonna be like to have, you know, a sister with Down syndrome I you know I didn't know anything about that world and like I say all the time I could not have made my kids who they are today without Gigi she has made them the mo- that is you the most amazing people mm-hmm. and that's why you know they were actually very curious too to you know see you know because I say that about them they don't see that on themselves because they just you know, they just grew up with Gigi and they're amazing people. So I really wanted mm-hmm. to showcase you as adult siblings who have, you know, had that life time experience with your brothers and and how they inspired you and, and how they inspired you to find your something extra and to be who who you are today. And that was, you know, I'd, so I'd love to hear a little bit about, you know, our family dynamic is a little crazy. I got two, three out of, the, three out of my four kids are here with us today. They're all part of the show. And um, I just wanted to hear a little bit about each of your fi- family dynamics, how many kids you had, how many brothers and sisters you had, where your brothers fell into the line, all of that stuff.
2: You know, maybe I could start. Uh, both Linda and I uh, came from an era where there really were no prenatal diagnosis, yeah. and so actually, uh, when our brothers were born, our parents didn't realize that they had a child with Down syndrome. And it took quite a bit of time, actually, and going through a process before they found it out. And unfortunately, back in those days, uh, the the process was not a very positive one um just heart-wrenching because i've heard this through my parents you know my parents found out months later and they were told uh that their child is a mongolite idiot right oh, if you can imagine jeez
1: can you <laughs> even imagine no
2: it's just okay. crushing and and linda's uh mother and father had a similar experience i think didn't they say that uh
3: they were f- told he would probably never walk or talk and that they should put him in a home and forget they ever had him oh right. my gosh that was so, 1950. Yeah. Right. Things
2: have come a long way, Gigi. Yes, yeah. thank yes, God. Have. Yes. But for us growing up, they were our, our older brothers, so they were always there since, uh, since we were born. And they were bigger and stronger than us in the early years <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. were just a critical part of our life. And I, I have to say, uh, brought incredible love into our family life um, and became kind of the central figure uh, for both of us.
3: Yeah. Absolutely. And people would ask people still ask, what's it like to grow up with a brother with Down syndrome? And I would just shrug and say, I don't know, what's it not like?
1: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. As you
3: mentioned, Nancy, that, that was our life. So yeah. it didn't feel different.
1: No, and and it I mean it it, it brings a lot of joy and laughter. Like I, I I literally thank God every day for the awareness of all the gifts in this world because of that I see them because of Gigi you know Mm -hmm. I see things different because of her and I'm grateful for that I slow down because of her and I'm so grateful for that I mean I, I feel for people who you know that you know and like right now you know our kids are in their 20s and a lot of families are moving on and they're empty nesters and they're like well now what do we do and what do we do with our life and and she you know like the kids are going off and with us we've got this constant bond as a family and it's Gigi she keeps us together in such an amazing way it's such an incredible gift so i'm with you linda i feel the same yeah, way. Well,
2: well well said nancy and you know what so for my family and i'll let linda describe hers um we were three boys it was my older brother george me and then my younger brother phil and uh, God bless my mother uh, um, <laughs> and my father. I mean, they were tremendously supportive, and we got treated as equals. It was always the three boys. My mom would dress us alike. We would do everything together. Really love it. Uh, we were just inseparable. Uh, we, you know, When we ended up old enough to start working in that, we had a paper route that we did, and people don't even know what that is now, where you deliver <laughs> papers. But the three of us used to be able to tackle 72 homes and uh, we'd go out and do the collections and all that. And we were just, uh, we were just always a team uh, throughout everything in our life. And, um, you know, we just didn't recognize the differences. Now, behind the scenes, pretty incredible um, parents, especially uh, in, my, in my case, in Linda's case as well, our moms were incredible. Our, our moms sort of gave up their career and dedicated their life to just giving George. A better life and organize the community and the moms would get together and they would do bake sales they would do whatever they had to do and they created a whole infrastructure that didn't exist just through their own willpower and force of nature and, right? and
1: when when we talk about that because that was the other thing that really touched me with you is is the strength and tenacity of your mothers back then and what they did and i said imagine if they would have had the internet <laughs> you know what i mean and spread that message Mm -hmm. what where they they would have been able to take their message and their positive energy and their can-do attitude and all that you know i was blessed that when gigi was born i did have that platform that i was able to help take it out you know your parents did that on their own and that that just made made it that much more special to me and just Mm -hmm. the gift from god of, of growing up with such strong mothers and you know, family values and all of that stuff. And and that's why I was I was so excited to meet you because I just you know when I You're think about that. Your like,
2: mom Linda no, is I, will. I will.
1: Yeah, um, um, for sure. Well,
3: yes. And you said without the internet, my mom um, started without a driver's license, um, without a college education and with nothing but love.
1: It's amazing.
3: And I I would listen to her. She'd close her bedroom door and work on her speeches. What happened with her and trying to determine? We lived in a small town, Ottawa, Illinois, 18,000 people. So there wasn't a lot of individuals like Bob and George and Gigi, um, mm-hmm. but there were some. And she read an article in the Chicago Tribune that the Chicago JCs had made Down syndrome their special project for that year. And she read that and thought, why not us? And started going to Lions clubs and and Chamber of Commerce meetings and without any experience speaking and asking for help. And they established the first school for kids with Down syndrome, It was called Echo School. Um, that moved on to the first workshop and that moved on to the first residential um, s- supervised living. And now there are six homes in Ottawa um, for individuals with Down syndrome and other disabilities. and one of them was uh, named after my mom about four years ago. Oh, that's awesome. She was, there, she was there to accept the the award and she gave, Mike said, if I had known she was gonna give this kind of a talk, I would have recorded the whole thing because it's better than any talk I have ever given. <laughs>
1: oh, sure. and, and she was what at that time? 80, 80, in her 80s, correct? Was,
3: yeah,
2: probably in her early, early 90s, 80, yeah. early 90s. Oh my gosh. Know. She's 98
3: <laughs> and a half.
1: She's 98 <laughs> and a half now? Yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that is amazing that is awesome what so what year was that like when you were talking about the jc's and i love because you do you you take yourself so outside as a mother you do take yourself so outside of your comfort zone for your children you do whatever you know whatever it takes that was probably that was 50s mid-50s wow that's really awesome and then her and there are writing the speeches and doing things that you know, probably had never done anything like that before and just now was, you know, and th- that's what really the little something extra is all about. It's finding that inner strength, that's something inside you that every single one of us are born with, and sometimes we just have to find it. And it might be something that makes you uncomfortable. It might be s- like writing speeches. That was some- my two biggest fears in life before Hajj were um, public speaking right. <laughs> and, and flying. And I have to do, you know, God's laughing every day because I have to do both of those every day to continue to spread our message. <laughs> so I love hearing that about your mom writing the speeches because I know where that comes from and what that's like and, and how deep you <laughs> dig when when you're fighting for your children. So that is awesome. I would love, mm-hmm. I hope you guys can send a picture of her. I would love mm-hmm. to see this amazing woman who she is today. And um, You forgot the chip. You forgot that one. Oh, I'll talk. <laughs> I forgot the I'll, I will tell them about the road trip. But I know you have a question right. you want, um, you want to ask. So you could ask your questions huh? now.
4: Sure. Linda, what is your funniest story about your brother?
3: You know what, Gigi? Um, Mike is famous in Orange County, California, for giving a talk about our brothers about four years ago, and people will still stop him. And mention his story about my brother. So I'm going to let him describe oh. that one for you. It's going to be good. So it
2: was a, it was a great story, Gigi. So uh, Linda's brother Bob woke up and uh, he had diarrhea, and uh, oh. he was embarrassed about it. And he went down the hall, and the mom and dad were in the kitchen, and he says, "Mom, Dad, I think I have asthma." Oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So that pretty much pegged the meter and that's redefined <laughs> the whole time for our family. That's right.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's awesome.
4: Mike, what is your funniest story about your brother?
2: Uh, so I have a lot of funny stories about my brother. He mm-hmm. is uh, he was a funny guy. Uh, he had a great sense of humor, whenever somebody said something to it, they didn't understand, he always had this expression that said, are you, you are, which <laughs> nobody really knows what it meant, but it was a good defense for him. Um, you know, uh, the funniest story was also intertwined with the saddest story. So it's actually when we were visiting Dr. Chacon, um, and it was time to get a flu shot and George hated needles. And so he would scream bloody murder when the needle was coming at him and I had to help hold him down. And it was horrifying at the time. Uh, But then the funny part of it is we found out what the secret was and that it was that Dr. Chacon had a very pretty nurse and whenever she had the syringe, He was perfectly calm. So there you go.
1: (laughs) It's all about those pretty ladies. right? Right. For Gigi, it's probably more about where can we go for lunch and then she'll take the shot. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Can I get Starbucks? (laughs) That's a good one, Gigi. (laughs) So I
0: actually had a question, too, coming from a sibling perspective, because I know Um, just throughout my life, G just had such a positive impact on me. Just when it comes to my outlook on the world and just the way that I interact with people and just different types of people as well. Um, so my question to you guys both is how do you think your siblings with Down syndrome have impacted your life and what type of positive attributes do you think you received from them?
3: Well, I'm sure we're equals in that, in that regard. Um, acceptance of people that are different instead of fear. I think when you're a young child and you see somebody that looks different, it's frightening, and we were able to have the opposite experience, that it's better to be accepting.
1: Always. So of course.
3: I, that, that, was, that runs deep mm. throughout all aspects.
1: Yeah, I agree. I Acceptance, and I think empathy too. You know, the, both of those are—they kind of go sure. hand in hand. I think that that's what I've seen the most in—in in my kids and the other siblings. Compassion, you know—that—that there, that, um, we don't see differences in a way that other people do, and that—that's. That's kind of what we have—a campaign called Generation mm-hmm. G. Be generous, be kind, be accepting, and wake up oh, every day. Oh, sorry, you can say it. No, it's <laughs> fine. It's fine. It's fine.
3: <laughs> well, you gave it to Linda in her tips yes, already. Yes, yeah. you wrote me that yesterday. I think it's, uh, I think it's perfect. Thank you for that. I'm going to use it a lot. See? Mm-hmm. All right,
2: you Yeah. To- so, you know, very similar. Um, I think I, I think you all said it well already. Also, it teaches you a level of humility. I mean, I, I think about the things that we accomplished in our lives, but when I compare it to what my brother George accomplished in terms of learning to read and to write and to handle money and all the mm-hmm. things that were really important and get a job. Uh, those were things were enormous mm-hmm. accomplishments. And when you translate that to your life, and you know I get a chance to be with talented people from all around the world, it just causes you to think deeply mm-hmm. about each person and know that they have their own story and their own uh, set of accomplishments that deserve to be respected. And it's a it's a great reminder you just never forget yeah, it, it never leaves you.
0: No, I completely completely like humbles you because it basically like when you, I feel like so many people have such a, uh, I mean, I don't want to say self centered mm-hmm. mindset, but like they just think about like okay, this is the accomplishments that I need to meet in order to like prove that. Prove my worth, but I think with individuals with disabilities and with Down syndrome specifically, I mean, there's that different criteria, but at the same time, it's so much. I, they, that reward should just be the exact same, because yeah, it, it is harder, but at the same time, when they do accomplish those milestones, it should be celebrated celebrate. in the exact same way that we celebrate, or that anyone else would celebrate their milestones. And that's why I'm just, I think, when it comes to what Gigi's does and how, and advocates around the world, that's why I think that sense of humility, um, that's where it stems from. It's just understanding those milestones and those accomplishments and that everyone sets them differently and that they should all be celebrated regardless of who you are
1: yeah i mean these guys have to work every day they have to work so hard every day to do the things that come naturally to us you know walking talking reading everything you talked about they have to work so hard to get there i remember remember you guys when gigi learned how to walk And you know, we finally got mm-hmm. to that point where she learned how to walk she couldn't jump who can't jump? You know, you don't even mm. think about, like, who can't jump? And, and literally the kids would teach her the dynamics of jumping. Go down and up and just <laughs> praying to get a little air under those feet. And it took months before mm. she was able to jump. And I go to the playground sometimes and I tell parents, like, do you even understand how, how lucky you are that your child can jump? It's such a simple thing, but that's when people, I think, start to understand that low muscle tone and that it's not that they just, their body works different. That low muscle tone, they have to teach their body to do what comes naturally to us. And I love giving an example like jumping something so simple and then start thinking about, like you said, reading, writing, math, money, all of these things. Like we do free tutoring and literacy and math because our kids can do this stuff. They just need to be taught the way that they learn. So I love that well, you talked about what yeah, you're Great brother.
2: point. And you know, there's, there's also the support of family. I mean, how many hours mm-hmm. does mom invest or <laughs> brothers and sisters, uh, you know, support each other going through those things. I remember, you know, my brother, George, probably working for a good year to learn to tie his shoes like it was it was a big accomplishment we had a party when that happened oh yeah
0: (laughs) and think about how much you celebrated it too like when Gigi jumped like really started jumping for the first time we were like we were going crazy because we loved the idea we were we we taught her and we worked so hard at that and we knew she did too and i'm sure it was the same thing with tying the shoes and then just all the other accomplishments that come in life and that's that reward of just us being able to celebrate it just shows the pride that they also have as well in these accomplishments
4: yeah who was your mom's favorite
2: Ooh, Mm. that's so easy (laughs) in our house it was always our brother george and you know what uh even my brother phil and i are very close uh we and we'd always have this expression so you know we'd always ask my brother george who's your favorite right trying to get my brother george to declare one of us best because george's opinion was always most important and you know uh, in, at least in our house, not only was George the most popular, but he was the most popular in the neighborhood. He was a, you know, he was always the star. Sometimes he'd call himself King George.
1: Right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess they give themselves names because what do you call yourself? The the, uh, the the Gigi. She is not Gigi. She's the Gigi, and expe- the Gigi. especially especially to go. her siblings, right? And right. she loves to tell them that, who's mom's favorite? I am. Yeah.
0: Yeah, she reminds us (laughs) every single day.
1: Oh, believe me, I've seen Snapchat Snapchat stories. Whenever she gets her chance to rub it in that she's the favorite, I am. There's a fight over being a favorite. I think one story I want to tell you guys really quick, and then I really want to get into some um, some things about um, the Edward Life Science. Like, there's some cool things you've done with your life too. Both of you two have done with your lives that I want to talk about. But I remember when Gigi and I were traveling um, in New Orleans, and we were remember this. We were doing a book signing Mm -hmm. and we we took an uber from the hotel to get to this book signing and and our uber driver picked us up Mm -hmm. he was 84 years old our uber driver and Yeah, it was quite a ride Um, We learned his life story because we got lost multiple times didn't we? Yeah And he had seven brothers and sisters all these grandchildren these great-grandchildren And he just you know kind of told us his life story and as we're in the car He said so what are you doing here? And I said well, we we have these play, Down syndrome achievement centers all across the world. They're called Gigi's Playhouse, and mm-hmm. we are here doing a book signing for our New Orleans location. And he was like, my fourth brother had Down syndrome, and he you know he passed mm-hmm. away when he was 55 years old, and and he just kind of got it quiet. So when we when we finally got to our final mm-hmm. destination, he got out of the car and he asked Gigi for her autograph, and he and uh. isn't that amazing? And he said my he goes my mama is gonna be so happy. I go your mama you're you're 84. His mom was 104. I was like, oh my gosh. He goes, my mama is going to be so excited about this. And he said, I can't wait for my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, for my mom to be able to see how you're celebrating individuals with Down syndrome, how you're giving them all the tools that they need, where my grandchildren and great-grandchildren can go and volunteer and learn about their uncle, who they didn't get a chance to meet. So just those these mm-hmm. sibling stories, I, that's what I love about just that bond and who all of us are as siblings and family members of individuals with Down syndrome. And I really think it does mm-hmm. define define us. And Linda, like you said, and, and <laughs> give us that openness and acceptance in our heart to always um, – seek out and find amazing people like you guys and and that that was one of my favorite sibling stories and and just something about that connection and how strong that connection is whether are you know whether they're here with us anymore or not and and I wasn't certain how old I wasn't sure how or when your brothers died i and i, I hate to ask that question but i was i didn't know that story at all if you if you you don't We're both, need to share both, uh, that
2: Both both coincidentally around 58 yeah oh wow wow um, as a, which was a big deal because, you know, at one time, the life expectancy was much shorter. And so that was a byproduct of getting really great health care. And, you know, uh, I give Dr. Shaklein some of the credit who we're going to talk to later.
1: Absolutely. Oh, I didn't realize they were, and both of them about that age, 58 was when they passed?
2: Wow. Mm-hmm. That is my question. Okay,
1: sorry. That is really awesome. Thank you for sharing that. I wasn't wasn't sure. I something you don't want to ask, but I just that that's amazing for for them. You know, and born during such a you know a time where there wasn't the resources, and and the adult Down syndrome clinic didn't open. I think till like nineteen ninety two. Like when Jeet was born in two thousand and three, I was like, oh, there's this adult Down syndrome clinic. I was even you know because I didn't know what my life was going to be like. But I knew as she got older, there was gonna be the adult Down syndrome clinic. And, and we didn't have any Gigi's Playhouses back then either. It was, so it's really amazing how things continue to evolve and, um, and really help our individuals with Down syndrome live their best life. Okay, go ahead, Gigi, sorry. How do you two meet?
3: We were out of school and Mike was uh, interviewing for jobs and I had already um, scored a job, but I was gonna be a quality control supervisor in a facility that wasn't built yet so me and four other workers were already um we rented a house and we were waiting for the facility to be built and because i was the only female um, i got to be the receptionist and make the coffee and one day this guy came in for an interview and we chatted for quite a while while he waited and after his interview the hr um, VP came out and I said, you know, you ought to get more guys like that in here. I was really impressed. So years later, maybe it wasn't years, a couple of years, we were dating. And I said, you know, I will never forget how great you looked when you came in, in that navy blue suit. And Mike's jaw dropped. And I looked at him and he and he looked at me and he said, I didn't interview in a Navy blue suit. <laughs> I wore a brown and blue and ivory check sport coat. And I went, oh my goodness, oh. you're the wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how we met Gigi. That is awesome. At least I think I met him that day. I'm not sure.
4: Oh my gosh. That's, that's classic Mike,
2: what made you love Linda so much? So, uh, Linda's this very caring person. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of things in common, like our families that grew up, you know, we're very loving families and we had our Midwestern roots and lots of things that made us the same and trying to have a better life. Uh, but one of the things that was special is things that were different about Linda than me. And so, she's one of those people that lives in the present and so um she will stop and smell the roses and so i'm kind of the strategic Mm -hmm. guy that's looking into the future and always thinking about what's next and linda uh very much lives in the present and Mm -hmm. she ends up having deep relationships with the people she meets and is really curious about who they are and so forth and uh, and that's been super valuable to me and really a, a source of love because, you know, over all these years, you become best friends, right? It's not just husband and wife and, you know, all the support that I've gotten from Linda all these years and uh, just makes our love very special.
1: That's so awesome. Mm. That is awesome. I love that. And I love that he has to say that right next to you, Linda. See.
2: <laughs> Girl power.
1: We've reinforced that. We want to make them say it. Say it aloud. Yeah, really. next, next time
2: she loses her keys, right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: but, oh my gosh. So Mike, I the one thing I remember reading um, back when I first heard about you was, and and reading about these heart valves and these different things that you do was how the one I think some kind of catheter that that was going against the flow of blood. And I just love the idea of you going against the flow and figuring things out. And, and like you're world renowned as a, a CEO all across the world, like you have been you, at the Harvard Business Review, you've grown your company by more than 4000%. What do you um, like as a CEO, what do you think are your biggest leadership attributes? And where do they come from?
2: Well, you're you're very kind and somewhat exaggerate, but I'll, you know we've been we've been extremely fortunate as a company, and Edwards is a Amazing. is a tremendous organization at this point. Uh, we're very global, and uh, we're noted for being uh, not only very high quality and high integrity, but for being innovators and really doing things that were almost unthinkable. And uh, what we're most famous for right now is to be able to replace a heart valve. With a catheter, so a small hole in the upper thigh to actually replace somebody's heart valve in under an hour and have them be able to go home in a day. It's so amazing. just, uh, just unthinkable. And uh, you know, the willingness to take on those innovations, which both took some risk, uh, but also meant that you had to have a long-term horizon, was something that I'm very proud of. And you know, mostly, I think what helps me be successful is I'm surrounded by an incredible group of people and so what happens is when you do our kind of work which is helping patients you attract people not only with great brains but great hearts Um, and when those people respect each other and we end up with the you know the incredible diversity that we have around the world and we have a common goal it's pretty unbelievable in terms of what you can accomplish so it's been a it's been a really privilege for me
1: well, I think you're being extremely humble, and, but that's, what, that's who you are. And I think even recognizing that it's the people around you that make you and, and make Edwards who they are is, is, is also a very big gift. And, you know, some people don't always recognize that. They take it all for themselves. So I think that that's a huge part of um, who you are and your success. And I know Franco had some mm-hmm. questions. He, he was reading up on you. He's so excited about you. <laughs> I guess sibling to sibling. There you go Franco, you can talk to a brother from another mother.
0: Uh, that that's very true. I mean one of the things that I was reading on that I absolutely love is the way that you bring um I guess like a sense of um I want I guess like philanthropy not philanthropy, but I guess you kind of just make it come full turn in or full circle in uh at back at edwards where you have a lot of the uh the patients that are helped by these heart valves that your own employees are actually stitching up come back into the office so your employees can actually see the uh what they're giving back to the world and and so cool. was was that your idea to have um those people like have a lot of those patients come back in or is that something no that it you was just,
3: mine frankly that was yours
0: <laughs> i'm not surprised <laughs>
3: So, well, you know,
2: thanks, Franco. It is one of the very special things about Edwards. And actually, the idea preceded me, but boy, um, we recognize it as a great idea and we do more of it today than ever. Right. And so, um, and I'll just give you a couple of things. You know, yeah. One is because we are having an impact on patients' lives. To be able to capture their stories, we're pretty good at making short videos at this point that talks about these people and who they were and how their health declined and then how it turned around. And just thanking the employees of Edwards Life Sciences for the contribution has just an incredible impact on how people feel about their work. And then with special, something like a heart valve, we're the leader in heart valves around the world. Each one has a serial number. So we know the exact person who, and then the team that made that heart valve and inspect that heart valve. So when a person gets a heart valve, they also get a, a little uh, pocket card that goes along with it that has their serial number. And if they want to visit us, we can introduce them to the people that made their heart valve. And that happens routinely. It's uh, the most beautiful, tearful reunion you can imagine. You can imagine what it means to our people oh when gosh. you know the patient puts their arms around them and say, thank you. Yes. Uh, if we're here because of you. And so it's a it's a special gift to do what we do wow
1: that is awesome i'm sure
0: i mean just I being goosebumps. that person yeah. that yeah that created that heart valve and then being able to actually become face go face to face with a person that that you just saved the life of i bet that's really what makes coming into work every single day that much more special yeah and to be able to do that that's i mean that's what makes the organization that you guys got so so incredible and i feel like that's why you guys have grown so much over all these years because things like that that's that's pretty incredible
2: uh, well, Thank you for saying that. It it is the culture of the company, and it uh, it's a special one. Yeah. Yeah, that's really special.
1: And what we didn't touch on outside of Edwards, and I know Linda's really is your philanthropy and what you've done not only for down syndrome but in orange county i mean linda we're reading stuff you're, you're doing stuff all over the place and your mom <laughs> i didn't even realize what i missed was the. i didn't see about the ottawa thing with your mom i wish i would have found that i didn't see that about um her speaking there and all that i wish i would have seen that um but you guys with that an incredible sense of philanthropy and giving back what i mean obviously your brother drives you but there's there's still more to it Just. What, what is your the favorite part about doing that and, and what drives you?
3: Um, but, you know, it's funny, Mike mentioned my personality, I, I was born with a creative gene. So I kind of move around probably a little more than I should in terms of focus, um, but it is who I are. Um, so I have to accept it. Um, and I, I love to help people. I love to make people feel good about themselves. And sometimes it's in in big contribution opportunities. And sometimes it's for me, um, person to person. Yeah. I think I have the time and the opportunity to touch individuals um, as well as groups. And I get a lot out of it. That's awesome. um, my latest focus I think is health and wellness. Mm-hmm. And it kind mm-hmm. of flows into what you do Absolutely. Um, but my new mantra is we really need to change the definition of food. Uh, absolutely. Food, food stuffs. There's food stuffs and there's food. Yeah. And we need to know the difference.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. We, we have that we have a GG fit program that we do for every age group. And obviously it's not just about fitness like our GGU philosophy for GGU University is confident, you healthy, you whole you. It's all about the whole person inside out. One part Excellent. instructional, one part fitness and one part nutrition. So I'll be talking to you about that and what you're thinking on that because it's, it's constantly evolving. You know, the, the one thing is you guys, as you guys know for, for probably better than anybody else, is Down syndrome is the largest chromosomal disability in our country and yet it's the least funded. So we don't have the data, we don't have the research. We know that these kids all have an extra chromosome. What, what's different, what makes that different? We know that them doing exercises that we do Hurts their joints and hurts their muscles. They don't. They everything is a little different, and we just need to do it like we we have geared our literacy program and our math program to teach the way that they learn. We now have built Gigi Fit with a doctor of physical therapy, so that we do a fitness program that works for them that addresses mm-hmm. joint laxity, low muscle tone, and then the vestibular system. It's an amazing program. I mean, this and we have it for every age group from from six months because they gotta build that core to be able to speak all the way through to our our adults and our caretakers. And it it all ties together, but that food is another piece. What is their metabolic? makeup. We know it's different. That's right. I'm really excited, too, mm-hmm. to talk with Dr. Shacoin He's going to, we're going to introduce him here, but we're also going to introduce him and do a full segment on the health and wellness of individuals with Down syndrome, which we're really excited about. And so I would love to hear more about that food because this, and it's a constant struggle. You know, Jeej has been, how hard do you work on your fitness and yeah. your nutrition? Good. A lot. A lot. Right. <laughs> Good. <laughs> she yeah. does it. All the time and we're trying to find what's that right place but in our culture the culture of food and supersizing everything does not help
4: does no. not help at all no.
1: well, it helps me well it helps her she goes it helps me <laughs> <Sure> it <laughs> you're the best so all right guys so i wanted as you guys know this is called a little something extra what do you guys think individually is your little something extra. What drives you? What's that passion behind everything you do? What is your something extra?
2: You know, uh, I I, uh, I feel so fortunate um, just because, you know, I was the beneficiary of having loving parents and having people around me uh, that were very supportive for my whole life. Uh, and so I feel I have an overexpressed responsibility gene and I really feel like I want to give back. Um, uh, our brothers had a big impact on our lives and so that really becomes the centerpiece of our philanthropy and so we think deeply of okay how can we leave the world a better place Absolutely. for all those uh parents families and individuals with down syndrome and and that's that's one that's very special to us and and we're not done yet
1: yeah that is that's awesome, awesome. You could just steal his, Linda. That's what
3: I would do. I'd go what yeah. he said. <laughs> We need double the responsibility for sure.
1: Yeah. And that's what you guys are doing. That's what I, that's what I loved about you guys when I met you it was your mothers. It was the responsibility as siblings and who you guys are. And I was like, oh, my gosh, we, we have to. I know I was like a stalker, but I'm like, we got to get them on the podcast. We want to hear their stories. So
3: you guys. I, I learned something in preparation with you, too. Oh, Because um, one of the things you asked was, tell us about your brothers. And I wrote down. They wore their heart on their sleeves. Mm-hmm. And we do, too. Absolutely. And and then I looked, I thought, I wonder where that came from. I don't know if you know that expression. Yeah. I don't know where it, it came, came from. Shakespeare, believe it or not. Oh, really? And it was because in, in when uh, soldiers were, were fighting, they wore armor, and they'd wear a little trinket or something that would remind them of their uh, girlfriend Gigi uh, and that was their heart worn on their armor sleeve believe it or not that goes way 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 back
1: that's awesome that's interesting yeah I never heard that one
0: but I will say yeah it's it's absolutely true I mean based off just the things that our siblings have taught us especially Gigi and I'm sure George Bob the same it's just yeah they're that they're that piece that you would wear on your sleeve and I think that's yeah. something that I've, I've always taken away from that, too, is that that's exactly yeah. right. I have an, that overly sense of responsibility. And I think that's something that comes with having a, a sibling with, with, uh, with Down syndrome as well, I think and just any sibling. I think you just have that that ability to be able to care that much more about them, especially when you have that bond.
2: Yeah, well, you know, it's, what's great is that you, too, cherish uh, Gigi because uh, she's so, so special. You know, we think back at the time mm-hmm. with our brothers and how many times our brother would put his arm around and say I love you or ask do you do you know do you still love me brother or you know his great source of pride when he was able to finally go to school or finally get a paycheck just like his brothers those uh, those special moments are ones that you carry for the rest of your life
1: yeah, yeah. well you, you guys are an inspiration to so many siblings and I'm excited for our young families that and I'm telling you are in our pregnant moms who come to me and I, I can promise you the first thing they say to me is like what's my life going to be like and what are my kids lives going to be like and it's the biggest fear of of all of our new parents and our pregnant moms and I I just really wanted to showcase a story such a beautiful story of yours of full circle giving you know God gave you this beautiful gift and you continue to push it on so we thank you guys so much and Gigi is actually going to be talking about her tips or Franco did you have anything else I know that you had
0: What would you say would be the something extra of do you think that would fall into the something extra of those employees being able to be able to be exposed to um, those individuals that come back in and knowing every day that they're giving back and helping save lives?
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's that in a big way for sure. Uh, I mean, at the center of our culture is patients first with this idea. If they're if people are just thinking about the patients we serve every day when they're making decisions, we're always going to run a great company and that is absolutely key, but there's a there's something else that's kind of related to what we're talking about today, which is a sense of community uh, because we can't do anything ourselves. And, and mm-hmm. it takes an incredible group of physicians outside. There are our partners and a system that, you know, approves things and pays for things. And it's the communities where we uh, work and live and trying to give back to those communities, respect those communities um, is is what what we try and do and what we try and emulate because we know we, we just can't be impactful without being a good sort of citizen, if you will, and, uh, and strengthening the communities we give. And that it's another important strength of our company that I'm very proud of.
0: Yeah, as you should be. That's amazing. And yeah, helping people find that something extra. I mean, that's...
1: Yeah, I thought it was... That's
0: when, what we're trying to do too.
1: Yeah, when Franco asked that too, when he was like, I wanna ask him what the Edward life science, you know, something extra was. I mm-hmm. thought that was a really cool question because it's 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 definitely a part of you, but it's it's a separate side. So I thought that was I, I really love that you thought about that, Frank. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Okay, just quick so we can get on to our sorry. Okay, go. If there was
4: one message, you can tell the world what will it be.
3: Have great faith that your families will thrive. Awesome. With a with a sibling. Or an offspring with Down syndrome.
2: Yeah, and and know that you're going to have a fantastic life if you're fortunate enough to have uh, a family member with Down syndrome. The the love that you get, um, that's part of that family life. Is something that's irreparable. Uh, you just can't replicate it, and it's uh, it's very special. And you should cherish every moment of that. I
3: love
0: it. I can uh, I can concur. <laughs> that's for sure. All right.
3: So now yeah. not families together, it brings neighborhoods together. Does it not? Oh it? my
0: gosh. Yeah. Entire communities.
3: Yeah. Well,
1: and that's what we've seen even through growing the playoffs. Like I, I, my motto has always been one child, one diagnosis, one community at a time. And, and now it's one country at a time. Like yeah. we're, we're in countries, but same thing. Like Linda, like when you said that, if I could just change one person, that that's how I am. If, if I could just make that one person's day better what will that add to and then how does that ripple effect come in and you know so the that, that's the way I look at Gigi's. you know we we started with just one person in one place and then we get these amazing volunteers i mean we're 99% volunteer runs these volunteers come in and then their lives become better. So they come to us to help others. But in turn, they get that help. And they take that help and they put it out into the world. And at the same time, making life better for our kids and spreading our message of global acceptance. So I love that when you said that one person, because that that's totally me, girl. I am exactly the same way. Just <laughs> one little act, one person, and then there's there's a ripple effect that comes with that. Because even if it's one person that you're helping, look how much it's helping their family. Because their life changes. And it just, there's always that ripple effect. And that that's what Gigi's is all about, is, is giving is that ripple effect. So I, I loved being... Oh, gosh, I so loved our time together today. And I don't know if you guys know, but every segment Gigi gives us some. And Linda, actually, you asked for some tips on the podcast. <laughs> and then Gigi is going to give us some tips today about. About. The, wait, wait what? are you giving tips or what? Oh, tips. Oh, there it goes.
4: <laughs> Here are my tips on how to be a good sibling. Number one, make sure you are always there for them. Be honest and do not lie. Make them happy when they feel sad. Hug them a lot. Make them laugh and be a good listener. Don't forget to say I love you. Remind them that
1: mom loves me best. <laughs> Woohoo! Yes. And those are Gigi's <clears throat> tips. Oh, are you going to... Tips! She loves her singing her tips. Okay. well, you guys, it was so awesome. Mm -hmm. Wasn't it awesome, Giege? Yeah. We are so happy that you took the time out from Orange Mm -hmm. County to hang with us in Chicago. We can't wait till we can hang together someday. These getting us out. We want to really get our podcast out so we can see the person and not the monitor, right? We're ready for that. Yeah. Yeah, hitting the road. So we just thank you guys so much for being here. You are such a blessing. You've inspired so many. I was so touched by your story. I have so much gratitude for you, for your parents, for your family, and for you sharing your story. So thank you guys so much, and we hope to see you soon. We hope to have you on in the future, and we will talk with you soon.
2: All right, thanks, well, thank Nancy. you very thanks, much, Thanks, man. Gigi. Oh, yeah, thank you, you, guys. It is very special. Bye-bye. See Woo-hoo. you, Gigi.
1: Thank you.